Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktails. Welcome to another episode of Debriefing and Cocktails, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for showing up today for myself and Mr. Sergio Lugo. Are you happy to be here, sir? Look, I'm happy to be talking to you. Wow, what a what a what a comment in into podcast right there. Because there's there's your good feeling for the day right there, people. <laughs> Have a friend that'll say that to you. Oh God, bless America, Sergio. How did how did we go from how did Thunderball two happen again? Thunderball two? <laughs> you know, I don't think it's as egregious in the water area, but uh, it, the Thunderball I, that, reference has definitely ran through my head for a half a second watching the movie. That was actually going to be one of my comments was was like how it's different than Thunderball. Oh, like how it's is it, is it better or worse than Thunderball with the it's, water? It's like it's better. It, it is better. I'll, I'll give it that. I'll definitely give it that. To, to go ahead and jump in, this week we're talking about For Your Eyes Only. For Roger Your Eyes oh. Only. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that, because that song, I, <laughs> I, cannot put on my, I cannot put my finger on if I hate that song or I like that song. <laughs> it's, it's a conundrum, dude. It really is. Yeah, because there's there's a part of that song where I think if I just heard it out of context, I might like it. Or, you know, might we'll, get like, there. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. All right. So we're just going to go ahead and jump into analyses. Maybe that's not the right way to say that, but we're here and no one else is. <laughs> what did you think? Well, do you do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I want you to start. All right. This movie is a snooze fest to me. I'm not particularly a fan of this movie. And I guess it's been, gosh, I don't even remember if I've seen this one, honestly. Like, after watching it back, I'm just not remembering anything. Where a lot of these movies I can, like, yeah, I've seen this scene before. Yeah, I've seen that before. So it's just reinforced me that, like, yes, I've seen this movie. I really don't know for a fact I've seen this movie. That said, the only part I do remember distinctly is the first part, the opening scene with Blofeld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, boy, oh boy, the rest of this movie is so weird when you contrast it to this opening. Like, look, 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 okay. the, the, the first five minutes of this movie writes a check. The rest of the movie cannot cash, man. Oh, see, I'm terrible at that analogy, so you might have to go into elaborating on that one for me. Because, like, in that opening scene, like, Blofeld has... Are you has, saying that whole opening scene or just literally the first five minutes? Oh, the whole opening scene. Okay. Is, however long that fucking scene is. Uh-huh. Like, it is over the top. It is goofy. It's comedic. Yeah. 
James Bond is in a ridiculous position where he, he's in a helicopter that's being taken control, like remote control by Blofeld, who you never see his face. Yes, which is I, – I would actually love to know why that is. They probably couldn't get the actor to come back. It's a it's definitely a different actor. I'm well, at least I'm pretty sure, because yeah. I think he sounds different. Yeah, you you never see his face, and by by the end of the sequence, James Bond has taken control of the helicopter and has like not only gotten out of danger, but also picked up Blofeld with the helicopter and yeah. dropped him into like the ventilation shaft of a. Of yeah. some something. Yeah, it looks like a smokestack from like a smokestack. Yeah, from a nuclear power plant in The Simpsons. They drops him in, sort of. Yeah, except smaller. Yeah, sure. Yeah, effectively just killing him by dropping him to his death. Yeah, uh, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Like, wh- how is this a serious Bond movie that you're starting with that that sequence? Yeah, uh, and, and this already kind of writes off certain th- so that i would kind of give them their one on bond survives this and he isn't just killed and i don't uh-huh. even mean you know character jumps from 20 stories down and lives i'm not even quite meaning that i'm meaning these these contrived circumstances that he ends up in where the villain has total control could kill him they don't and he gets away that, yeah. that's really what i'm po- pointing the finger at so I could let this go, especially since they kind of tie it in to him avenging Teresa, his his wife, mm-hmm. which is which that is kind of a strange thing. I don't know. I would love to know the reasoning behind. So the rest of this movie has nothing to do with any of this right. at all. They don't reference Blofeld again. They don't reference what he did. They don't reference how his wife was killed, they do nothing. He goes to her grave, and that's it. So why why is this here at all? I'm telling you, like, the, the first section of this movie feels like a different different movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like it's going to be a fun romp that is, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of tongue-in-cheek, and, oh, Bond is up to his just fucking shenanigans again. <laughs> and the rest of the movie is just like, this is a deathly serious fucking barely funny anything it's just a just a, a meh yeah. of a movie yeah and that is a good point there there's actually i didn't really think about that but there's not like there is humor but it's not live and let die roger Moore kind of quippy gentleman bond humor you you have more like maybe sight humor sight gags or something where like later on, they're they're going down the slopes, and you have the the row of skiers and the mm-hmm. ski instructor, and one of them gets toppled over, and the rest of them fall like dominoes. It it feels like they maybe have a little more humor in that regard than they have Bond saying, "Oh, he had to get off at this stop," or you know, an actual yeah. funny possible quip thing. Yeah, and the quips were bad. I I honestly can't really even remember very many of them, if any. Yeah. The, 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 I, I can't remember them specifically, but even Roger Moore's delivery was like this. Let's see. Let's get this out of the way. Um, the the ocean parts or the sea parts were in to jump towards your thunder, your thunderball comments. Mm-hmm. I do think these were better. 
that you know you have the one scene where they're fighting the I don't know what you call them honestly I, I really don't know the actual name but when the guy in the white mechanical underwater suit starts fighting them while they're in the sub yeah and I'm like okay you know water levels are dumb but at least this is fine this is just fighting hand to hand in water so it's cohesive I see what's happening I understand this all flows well enough to me no pun intended yeah but I don't care about it either way it doesn't really it's like it's just another fight scene at that point because you're you're not even really using the water other than to say uh, the, the 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 exo suit that the guy's in. And I don't true, really feel that makes a difference. Like you're not using the water for anything anyway, yeah. ex- except to build tension. And I, I feel That's like this true. one was a true. bit more tense than the, anything in Thunderball. And I, I really enjoyed the underwater stuff in this one. Yeah. And and I'll at least say I didn't hate them. I, you know, it's fun. Like the, the entire plot of the movie was, you know, real stupid. But at least the scenes where it was underwater, it made sense. Hey, we're going to tell you what the plot is up front. And then usually they send James Bond to a completely unrelated section of the world. And he does some <laughs> shit. And then he goes somewhere else and he does some shit. This is him actually going to the section of the world where shit needs to be done. Yeah. I, I will say that to your point about the plot of the movie, that's something I, I don't know if they made it serious enough or or maybe it's just a me thing. So I'll, I'll take my lumps if needed. This shit did this shit matter? Like, what the fuck was he? What what was what was so important? This keyboard was important. So bad guys wouldn't have access to their tactical data of some kind. Uh, base, from what I understand, it basically gave them control of the British Army's nuclear arms. Okay. It was like a master key. Okay. And and, and that's that's why the, in the opening scenes, you you know you see the guys handcuffing themselves to it. Sure. Sure. Your way okay. To, yeah. Get it. Get it away from them, which is real stupid. You don't put the master key underwater. I I mean, do you? I don't I don't know what we actually do in the real world with that because this is equivalent to the president in the football that whole bit. <laughs> yeah, well, no, well maybe. Like it's equivalent in that you some dude, maybe not the president, but someone is handcuffed to a briefcase that holds important information. I don't think that's real life, Reed. Oh really? That's just a movie thing. I think that's a movie thing. Goddamn quicksand. Yep. Yep. Mm. Well, either way, then I guess I, I mulligan. I want to mulligan. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not saying the the president doesn't have nuclear codes, but I don't think they're fucking handcuffed to a dude who you can just cut his hand off. We're I'm gonna have to find that for you and show you that. Maybe you'll know what I'm talking about, or maybe it is fake altogether. Yeah. But yeah, the, I don't know. I I never felt a sense of urgency in the overall scheme of this. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about was like they, they open it with this bombastic intro and then they immediately go into here's this global crisis that could end the world. Yeah. And just like every fucking Bond movie, they, they pitch an idea that's actually interesting and then it just turns into another Bond movie. <laughs> and, and And you don't actually catch up with the 
problem he's trying to solve until Act 3. Yeah, I, I do want to clarify to what I said that uh, I said there was no overall tension to the main plot. There is tension in this movie. I do want to say that there, whether whether I think it's tension, good tension or not, but there are definitely things in this movie that are tense. I just don't think the plot, the main crux of the plot, is it. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of the tension comes from, oh no, is Bond going to die? Not, oh no, is the villain going to blow up the world? Right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Or is the the Greek girl gonna get, you know, get is she revenge. gonna get? Yeah, sure. Right. Any any of these things. One thing I this is a real sidebar maybe, but so oh my god, I don't remember any characters' names. Like I remember the main girl's name, I think. Yeah, don't bother. Just, don't don't even bother. So the twist bad guy, the guy who was training the skate the skating girl. Mm-hmm. Right? He turns out to be the bad guy. Yeah. The part that that caught me odd was so he and Bond are having dinner after Bond wins the money in Baccarat, I think is what it is. Yeah. And they're and they're overseeing another person who is with the Duchess. If you remember that. Okay. And later Bond gets captured by guy by this other guy that they're watching, plays a tape back of Bond and the first guy talking. Mm-hmm. And all I think the whole time is like, where the fuck did he get that tape from? Is this? I mean, we just what was it there and I missed it, or did they show it? I think you it? missed it. Yeah, it was it was. Is like, like in on the centerpiece. Yeah, yeah, it was on the centerpiece. Okay, I, I didn't know if that just kind of again like maybe I missed it or or I just kind of feel like is this just some some contrived bullshit that he just that just happens? Okay. Well, first off, they don't have to show it. Right. It, they don't I have to they, show it. I guess they don't, but I at least want to see. I want to see or hear the villain show me where it came from to, of sorts. Like, even if it's a passing line, like, I hear everything in my club. Plays the tape. Just, right, just something. Like, otherwise it feels a bunch of bullshit when you when you set that precedence that character can do anything to me. But anyway, okay, well, that explains, that, that answers that one little looming question that I didn't just rewind to get to see. I don't know how I feel about that twist either. I don't know how you feel about that, that he turns mm-hmm. out to be the bad guy or not. It's fine. Yeah, that's probably like, a good way like, to put it. It's it makes fine. sense. Sure. I the okay. Actually, I I would now. This is something I wish I was paying attention for. Because so who put him in contact with that guy? With the the we'll call him the investor for the skating girl. Who put him? If his government put him in contact with that person, I feel like there's that seems like a funny thing. That his government is in con, you know, is in good standing or whatever with this twist villain. I, I, I don't know. Don't, don't, don't look too deep into it. Okay. Okay. Because I, I don't care. You know what? That's a good attitude. I think I'm much here. Yeah, I would much rather just bitch about the skater. Oh man, what a, what a character. Yeah. <laughs> Like no, how, go ahead, go ahead. Like, how can she be the most immature character we've ever seen in a Bond movie, but also be the horniest? It is kind of wild. Like, she's dumber or more immature seeming than 
and I won't mean this as strictly, but like Goodnight, she's the first one of the first characters that comes to mind that's a ditz. She's a ditz, but she still works for a like <clears throat> she 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 works for MI6. I mean, you, you wonder how with that ditziness though. It's all a front. It's all a front. <laughs> but yeah, wild how how horny she was. And and I actually kind of thought cuz again, not remembering much of this movie, I wish they'd have sort of, and they did, but didn't where I wish they'd have. So she's real horny for Bond when she sees him. Everything happens there. As soon as she sees the next guy, the Eric skater guy, who uh-huh. skiing guy, like she just drops Bond immediately and goes to him. But they, they don't marry to that, that she's still horny for Bond throughout yeah, the rest no. of the movie. So and, I, and didn't she even refer to that guy as her boyfriend at one point? I think so. Or Bond did. Bond, I think, at least references her boyfriend as her boyfriend. And then, of course, her boyfriend tries Eric. to kill Bond. Like, Yeah. I, I think that character could have actually worked had they had her be genuinely flaky. Like, loves, loves infatuated with Bond. Oh, wait, here's a prettier guy infatuated with him. Oh, wait, prettier guy infatuated, you know. Maybe then it could have been played at least in a humor humor way. Yeah, and I don't know if that'd be better, but I I think I would have been fine with that character if she was only in that first segment of the movie. Sure. When yeah, she was when she returns in Act Three and is in peril and gets punched twice, while it was awesome seeing her get punched <laughs> or slapped, like yeah, we did not need to see her. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall her being – I think the only th- – hypothetically, or maybe actually, the only reason she's relevant later is because her her instructor is there, and her instructor is at least somewhat competent. So she's used in a scene later to tell Bond where, where the bad guys are. Mm, I don't like that. I don't like it either. It sounds pretty like you have to bring back this bad character to bring back another character to instruct Bond on something. When you could probably just have it, one of his team members, you know, like the other four people that are with him, four or five people, they could have just been lookout and seen something. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't I don't like any of that. <laughs> yeah, man, this. Uh, this movie really is just kind of fairly boring to me. They're they're going. I, I said this to you earlier, so I wanted to make sure I at least said it now. You know, people can make fun of the Marvel movies for their use of large text, telling you where they're where the next scene is taking place. <laughs> Ohio, Cleveland, space. You know, never never would I have thought until this watching this Bond movie that like man. God damn, I missed text telling me where the scene is. Right. It, it doesn't have to be 24 fonts, of course, but damn, just a bottom right corner. Middle Morocco. middle of, yeah, Morocco, yeah. I I could do with that. I really could. Because <laughs> I, I just don't know where we are. And then, I, and then by the time I maybe figure out where we are, it's like, I don't care. Was I supposed to care? Is this mm-hmm. all just scenery? I mean, so we have to be – can any snowy place work because the characters need to ski? <laughs> Does it matter? I, could it be any 
because uh, weren't they like in a, a Spanish-speaking country? So it could be or Greek. Spanish. No, they, were, they were in Greece. Was it Greece only? Okay. I think. Maybe Greece just – maybe there's – you know, it's the Latin languages, so maybe they just sound similar maybe. in the language. Um, yeah. Just so much of this is just such a – so boring. And so it's just go from point to point to point to point. Nothing ever really matters. They go so far as to – they have the scene where the bus is blocking the bad guys and the yellow bug flips over. Mm-hmm. They have that whole scene happen, and I'm kind of thinking, like, okay, all right, well, that's kind of neat because this is kind of a unique moment for Bond. He's in a dinky little car that has terrible horsepower that he mentions, and I was like, okay, this might really create some unique uh, driving, per se. This might be the, the Fast and the Furious of Bond for just hmm. a moment, but or, or Italian job. We'll go with that, maybe. Okay. But, nope. The car just turns over like three different times, and they just suck, or it just sucks for them. I don't know, because again, with the bus scene, the car turns over, the bus blocks the bad guys. Yeah, that was so fucking stupid. But, like, you fl- you flip Bond over, putting him in immediate peril, sure. but he's not able to be attacked because the people who would attack him are blocked by a bus. Right, and so then bo- yeah. conveniently, both of them fix their problem at the exact same time, causing the exact same car chase to continue unabated. Right. So why even have the accident happen? I have no clue. I mean, maybe you can use it for a character building moment of sorts or character showing, right? But I don't think you even need to do that, and they don't do it where they maybe they show Melina, I think was her name, is a bad driver. Maybe that's what you're trying to show. I don't know. Maybe you're trying to show that Bond's a good driver. I don't know. But even if you're trying to show the latter, none of this matters because, like you said, the problems get fixed simultaneously and they just get back in the car chase. Yeah. It, so, it was it was literally a speed bump. Yeah. It's just how can we waste – how can we kill ten more minutes of this movie? Yeah. Like the, 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 the cool part of that sequence is like the route that was taken down the hill. Like – Bond decides he's not going to take roads and they just go straight down the hill. Mm -hmm. And that's a, like, that's a fun little thing. Yeah. And and I think maybe that kind of, maybe that lends that car to that, right? That's the reason why that car is chosen. Cause you can't make those same, you can't go down that same route in a Buick. I don't know. I don't know cars. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just saying the idea of a smaller car can go places. Bigger cars can't. So, that makes the purpose of choosing that car the point. Maybe, maybe. But I guess really, 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 it was that it has terrible horsepower and is rollable. I don't know. It's so stupid, man. Yeah. I did think it was funny on its face up front, but I think, but it, as we've kind of said, it lost whatever it might have had very quickly. Because when you yeah. first see her get into the bug and then he's like, oh, shit, this is what I have. Like, it's kind of, okay, okay, Bond's in a really awkward car for him, okay. I'm kind of interested to see this this fucking baby driver level shit now or something. But nope, they don't they do not do anything with it. <sighs> they never do. They never fucking do. Was there anything else in analysis that you might want to cover that 
we hadn't really um, touched on or, or that you wanted to talk about? I, I like not really. <laughs> um, Roger Moore was Roger Moore. Like he's he looking was. more and more like a catcher's mitt. <laughs> oh, glad you remembered that. Yeah, he, so so old. Like I, I, you know, I relooked, relooked. Maybe not the right word. Good job. Good job. I looked back at the at him in the movie for just a moment. <sighs> yes, he's too old for it, but he's not so bad to me, in my opinion. Granted. It's my subjective opinion of how of his looks, but he certainly is. Regardless of that, he is too old to be getting with these women. Yes, and it's just very strange. I I don't know. I, I feel like Bond <laughs> needs to be a little younger, a little sharper looking, whatever. I I don't know. I, I don't I don't He's... see him getting with twenty twenty thirty year olds. Like maybe the thirty year olds, but I, I don't see sure. like that that uh that skater girl was like what seventeen tops? Oh shit, yeah. She's so yeah, she's like twenty one or younger, if not probably if not younger, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very happy he didn't get with her. Yeah, me too. I'll I'll actually give Bond and the movie a little credit that he didn't bang her. Like that was the freest layup that motherfucker's ever had in his life. <laughs> and he didn't take it. He just said, "No, nah, you know we'll be down two points today." <laughs> so that's really good. Oh man. Um, I I wish I could remember the the Duchess character because oh I do remember her a little bit. I remember thinking that she was ridiculous in that she was with she gets out of trouble with Bond. They go like up a direction somewhere. He gets them out of he he disrupts the the enemies for a moment, and then this lady runs the other way away from him and gets hit by a car. <laughs> and, I, and I would like to think that woman in her last seconds was thinking something like that was a terrible decision. <laughs> oh shit! I should not have come over here by myself. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, this this movie was just exhausting. It was exhausting because it was just an action sequence after action sequence after action sequence mm. with the the connective tissue not making much sense or even being that compelling. Yeah, because yeah, and and you're right. Yeah, the 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 reason of going from place to place is just for action scenes apparently or set pieces apparently. And again, as you said, to reiterate. Probably what I've said too. That the the ticking clock, so to speak, of this of of attack is just it just doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to, and it kind of makes me wonder. Like, so did the bad guys like follow Bond to get the attack, or did they know where it was the whole time? Because if they did, where what took them so long? I I really don't I don't care. They were working on it, man. They're working on it. They're working on it. I don't. They had care. they had to be there in their big weird. <laughs> Like underwater diving suit. That there explosion was cool though. That Which explosion one? was real cool. Which explosion? Where he when when he blew up the diving suit? Oh man, I can't I can't remember that offhand. Okay, so so there was there was an ex, there was like a self destruct thing attached to the attack, right? That was supposed to be triggered but was not. 
when he when him and him and the girl scuba dive down to try to get the the, the attack or whatever it's called uh mm. they he pulled the self-destruct bomb off of that thing and used it on the uh oh okay yeah, yeah. on, yeah, on the villain's of... weird underwater suit thing yeah I, I can't i still can't remember the explosion exactly but i know what you're talking about now yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fucking cool <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember. I think that was cool that they that they did stick that on there, and I was like, okay, I don't remember if it actually mattered or not or whatever. But yeah, it's a cool way. But, and that reminds me actually of the uh, the twist good guy that Bond be- befriends that tape recorded him. Mm-hmm. He he chews peanuts or, or cashews, whatever whatever it is. And he uses them as a way to know if someone's coming in a warehouse scene. That was cool. I thought that was actually really cool. I was like, that's so dope. I think it was. uh, It's very clever. I think it was pistachios. Pistachios. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm such a sucker for that sort of resourcefulness, I'll call it. Yeah. Whenever characters do these unique little things to aid them in what they're doing the and, and they're kind of conventional right he eats pistachios hey i got a handful let me throw them on the floor and if anybody comes that way we know it i like that yeah yeah um two more things towards the end of the movie like this is supposed to be a james bond movie right right and like the entire end sequence is james bond and his homies <laughs> He doesn't really do much. Like after after the the cliff scene, the the, the rest is just like him just barging in with him and his gang <laughs> and pulling their dicks out. Like, yeah, I don't even. How does how does the bad guy even die? I don't even remember now. He gets shot. He, like Bond wouldn't let the girl shoot him. Right. And right. then he gets shot by someone behind him. Like. It's ridiculous. I, I'm kind of with that though. Like I, I can appreciate that from watching enough other stuff, and I'm a dumb emotional person about these things. He, this movie doesn't deserve this, but this is what it's going for to me. Where Bond wants to make sure to effectively save her soul, or save her, <laughs> her as a person. Like, no, you don't need to do this. If you kill this person, you're gonna regret it for the rest of your life. Type thing. It's not what your father would want. Yada yada. So somebody else gets the kill for her, effectively giving her what she wants without her being the one to do it. Yeah. There's an emotional payoff or an emotional load to that. This movie doesn't deserve it and doesn't earn it for shit. No, not at all. But I like the idea of that. I do appreciate that. I just don't – the movie, again, just doesn't earn it in any way. Yeah, like he didn't even mention earlier in the movie. I I don't remember him saying – uh, revenge doesn't serve anybody or, you know, he, he does to a point earlier in the movie. I yeah. Don't remember that at all. He, he makes it, they talk about like, uh, I forget who Electra is not, not to be confused with the Marvel character. Uh, Electra is a Greek God. Okay. Electra. There's, there's something where either way he brings up something like if you, those who desire revenge need to dig two graves, one for themselves and the person they're trying to kill. So okay. he does kind of – he okay. makes reference of it earlier in the movie. Yeah, but she was all like, I'm going to take him down like Electra. Like she was pissed. 
Yeah, she, she was quite she was real mad. And and that's fine. But again, the movie's not really about that. It, it's there, but it's not much of a focus point outside of these two moments where Bond talks to her about it. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and my my last thing is the MacGuffin is a, a like a plot device that happens so often in movies, and a lot of the times it's very obnoxious. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's almost like they were trying to make it not obnoxious because they think? introduced this MacGuffin in the very beginning. It's like, hey, this attack thing is important. We got to get it. Mm-hmm. So you can just expect that at some point there's going to be a keep away game at the end with them throwing this stupid ass British attack thing back and forth. Mm-hmm. That never happens. And it, it's quite the opposite. Like. The attack thing just kind of gets passed back and forth two or three times referenced very little. Most of the movie, it's not even on the table. Like it's not mm-hmm. even mentioned. Yeah. That, that would be half, half the reason why I'd want it. If I wanted to rewatch the movie ever again, it would be to kind of follow the movie and the attack. Like what's going on with it. Why is it taking so long? Isn't this really important? Wait, why aren't we getting it yet? Why hadn't the bad guys got gotten it yet? Like, I just don't I don't even remember the those sorts of events throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My last two things, one of them will kind of tag on to what you just said. The. I mentioned earlier about how I could kind of tolerate one bond gets away with bullshit scene. Where mm-hmm. the villain just doesn't kill him outright. This movie does it twice, and I'm mad about it. You're not oh, gonna. Oh no. I, I'm not letting you have a past movie where Bond has every right to be dead at the in the first ten minutes of the movie, but he doesn't die. All right, fine. You've used this up. You can't do it again <laughs> to me <laughs> unless you want to just lose some rating to me. Where he and Melina are getting dragged on the boat where they're like tied up to the boat and the sharks are supposed to eat them or, or they're supposed to hit them against the seabed. I don't know what the goal exactly was, but they, they lap around like three times enough for bond to get away and fuck up the boat. And some other poor schmuck dies to the sharks instead. And I'm just so mad about it. <laughs> like, this is such garbage. Just shoot him in the head. Stop not doing this. The, it, well, read, writing a movie is hard. Fine. Is it this hard? Apparently. Can Do you have to make it where... No, 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 no. All right, all right, Bill, Bill. They got Bond. What do we do now? Like, all right. So we can't just shoot him in the face, right? That ends the movie. We can't do that. Let's do the polar opposite and just dangle him on a string for 10 minutes until he gets away. Because that makes more sense. Yeah, like it it always makes more sense to just have a section of the plot where they fuck around. (sighs) You, You know, you know, you know who I would give this away to give this to? 
if they wrote it this way, if he just left them to the henchmen, right? Bond is better than the henchmen. Yeah. I could write, I could let it go maybe under that excuse that the henchmen catch Bond and try and deal with him, take him somewhere, whatever. And then Bond gets out for whatever, however means that he does. But when you have the bad guy, we're supposed to give a shit about and be scared of, and he's supposed to be equal to Bond or better kind of thing, whatever. But then the bad guy is still just a bumbling idiot, too. I don't know. what. Where's the tension? I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it, dude. <laughs> Sec, second last thing. We, we're, we're just immune to it at this point. Like, we've, we're broken. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe so. Um, to your comment about the MacGuffin, I'll actually say this, that such probably such a little thing. I actually liked the very end of the movie where he sees the, the Russian guy get off the helicopter. Bond has the MacGuffin. And he throws the MacGuffin away. So it gets destroyed. Mm -hmm. And tells the guy, you're like, you know what? You don't have it. Neither do I. And Russian guy just smiles at him and goes, gets back on his helicopter. I'm kind of cool with this. I'm like, yeah, this is one of the most reasonable things this movie has produced. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so down with this sort of mo- with this moment, this vacuum of a thing. Bond's reaction to just get rid of it, so neither of them has it, and the Russian guy's reaction to it's like, all right, all right, man, you, all right, Bond, you got me. All right, I'll see you next time, buddy. Don't. All right, later. I'm just kind of <laughs> cool with that. All that just kind of jams with me enough. I'm like, all right, this is okay. <sighs> <sighs> This fucking movie. Let's move on to something else sad. Maybe. Uh, move on to music. Music. For your eyes only. Oh, do you have this one? What do you What do you mean? <laughs> this is your section, right? You got. I got. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't hate this song. This song is 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 very catchy. I agree. Uh, you, you know, I was going to say it earlier, so I'll say it now to start you to get you to start off somewhere in a vacuum. I think I like this song. I think it's fine. Right. Maybe I don't love it. I'm not going to jam out, but it's all right. But attached to this movie. I don't know. I don't know. Like this movie is boring. This song is pretty boring. So, yeah. And then what do the lyrics have to do with anything? They the, don't. The end of the movie, when they're like, when she's like, for your eyes only, darling. And I don't know what, if that's Greek or why they always sound Russian. I don't know what accent I'm doing. I'm just doing an accent. <laughs> but it's like, I think they just say that line in passing at some point. Yeah, they say it twice, the, actually. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Because so what I what I vaguely guessed from mem- from really just guessing, not even memory, I figured for your eyes only was going to be a reference to like. The file, right? Something like that. Like there's a file on a desk, and like for your eyes only, Commander. I'm like, yeah, ah, that's, that's, the, yeah, that's that was that's it. That's how it was at the beginning, yeah. 
Oh, was okay. Maybe yeah, when, just... when, he, when he was when he was given his mission briefing, it was for your your eyes only. Oh, on the file. Yeah, like okay. literally written out. Okay, I guess I just didn't see it in the most obnoxious like. Let's highlight this shit in yellow. Like oh, they like panned the cam. Did they do the pan the camera to it and st- sit there for a second? And I really just walked and went to the bathroom when it happened or something. Yeah, I guess? yeah, yeah. It was like wow. Hold a shot. Hold a shot. Hold a shot. Three, <laughs> two. All right, cut. We're good. But the yeah. song is is not an action movie song. But no. I, I, I wasn't surprised that it was in the movie. Like wa- wa- watching James Bond and assuming that James Bond is considered this high class, like like aficionado at everything, and he, he he's not going to slum it when he shows up. He just knows how to play tennis and shit. Like right, yeah. There's nothing he doesn't know exceptionally well. Right, right. He he is the upper crust of the human of, of humanity. This is the kind of bullshit fucking music I assume that type of person listens to. (laughs) So I give this song a pass. It's not good. I'm sorry. It's not a great choice for an action movie, but it was 1981. Weren't we all fucking stupid back then? I mean, you and I weren't born, so we're I think we're exempt. So. That's the, uh, uh, as for the the music in the movie. This is a this was a was 1981. Mm-hmm. So you can actually hear the shift from like the 70s disco to like the more 80s disco dance new wave stuff mm-hmm. in this. Even the, uh, the when the, you know the remixes of the James Bond theme or the, the the re-recordings of the James Bond theme sound a bit more modern than they did in the previous Roger Moore movies, which oh, man, only makes him that. yeah, which only makes him seem more like a relic. Because <laughs> because your music has been updated, but your fucking skin hasn't. Like, <laughs> uh, th- there was only one action sequence where I was like, "Where's that music?" We need music. And it was the it was the one uh, and it wasn't really an action sequence. It was the whole sequence where he was a uh, rock climbing or mountain climbing. Mm. Dead silence. And I, you know, you say that and I kind of I'm kind of with that, that it doesn't have any music. It, it just helps kind of. At least to me, no music maybe adds to tension. For the audience, okay. you're, you're not influencing how they're supposed to feel. So to speak, you're just letting it letting the whole scene marinate on the audience like, oh, that's scary. Maybe he's really high up there. But but I did notice that other action sequences did have music and I greatly appreciated it. Mm. Here's one interesting tidbit. About the song. Uh, The. The singer of it, Sheena Easton, she was the first singer to appear in the credits of the song that's true she was that's an interesting interesting thing that i'd never really never really thought about i mean i remember this remember the 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 theme song playing in the in the you know the woman's there but i didn't give it any thought that it was the artist yeah i I actually looked it up i was like she's singing it but does that is that her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so 
it was cool to see that she actually was singing it. Yeah, there, there's actually another additional thing. There, there's some, there's a neat little trivia with the with the song, so maybe worth something looking at sometime. Any other comments on this? Uh, not really. Uh, do we need to do kills? We need to do kills, right? Yep, we are on to kills. Uh, I he didn't kill that many people in this movie. Yeah, I could kind of see that. I don't I don't remember too, too, too many uh, off the top of my head. The only one I can really remember is like, and I don't even know if it's, a, it's not even a kill really, now that I say that, where he put his, his uh, ski stick, I don't know what you actually called him, yeah. against the tree, against two trees and a guy ran into it. <laughs> That's like off the top of my head, the only time I can remember him ki- affecting someone else. That's That's called the Sonny Bono. What? Are you, are you serious? Is that a thing? No, that's that's this. No, Sonny Bono died skiing by running into a tree. I think. Oh no, Sonny Bono. Yeah. Poor guy. That's um, got to be a way to go. That's a shitty. Yeah, that's a real shitty way to go. Uh, <laughs> I counted ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at this official kill count or this uh, kill count I found on the internet. He killed 18, so I have no idea where those fucking came from. Yeah, I I don't either. I, You know, now that you really have, we've talked about the kills, like, I don't really remember him killing that many people. Like, I'm, I, I can just imagine that he just, he, he pistoled some, a couple of guys, shot a couple of guys somewhere in the movie, and I just don't remember where. Yeah. Well, like, I don't remember there being that them. many. He blew up the guy in the, the the weird underwater suit, so there's that guy. Sure, right. But that's uh, just one guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, I you know what? That's more a testament to how boring these action sequences were because we were completely <laughs> checked out. I, I'll 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 at least admit for myself, I definitely was. I was yeah, we we were out. checked out. We didn't care. <laughs> All right, Lenny. Last little tidying because we didn't really mention it before. Any any tropes to talk about? Um, let's see. He slept with two women. Mm-hmm. Who was that? That was Duchess and Melina. Yeah. Okay. Which is that's that's typically the number he does. Um, I can't think of any other big tropes though. I can't even remember the Q scene very much. I know Q was in the movie, but I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, Q was in the movie twice, right? Yeah, he was definitely in it at the end. He he was in the the confession booth. Yes, yes, I that was funny. I stepped away from that. I remember that scene coming up, and I stepped away for just a minute. But, and yeah, yeah, I I like that scene. That is a a cute little scene for for Q. But I don't remember like the. Did they have a gadget scene? Yeah, they did. They did. What 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 was his gadget? I can't remember what the guy, his gadget was, but there was one that they showed him that was uh, or one that was playing in the background that was a like a like an umbrella that when you open it, it turns into blades and then it like cuts your head off. <laughs> yeah, I miss that. Real wily e. coyote. <laughs> oh man. Okay. On to rankings. Let's get this over with. Let's yeah. Let's 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 fucking do this. Let's let's go ahead and slam dunk. All right, ratings I'll do this week's. All right. Starting from 19 up to 1, 
From Russia with Love, Dr. No, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, Die Another Day, The World Is Not Enough, Live and Let Die, The Living Daylights, Tomorrow Never Dies, License to Kill, Goldfinger, Casino Royale, You Only Live Twice, Goldeneye, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Skyfall. I definitely have a spot to put this, unless you have <laughs> unless you have a preference. Uh, I don't have a preference, but it's not going any higher than Doctor No. Yeah, I, I was thinking she go right below from Russia with Love. Shit. Okay, number twenty. <laughs> and the thing is, is, I don't have an argument to 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 say to put it any higher. Like it might be less boring than from Russia with Love. Maybe. Might be. Dude, at least I understood the plot of what was going I cared or understood the plot of what was going on in From Russia with Love. Yeah, and 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 Connery's a better bond. Yeah, Connery is a better bond in comparison to the movies. And even in this even in From Russia with Love being kind of boring, he's still doing more or it felt better with what he's doing. And, and I kind of, you know what? This might be the one time I give it to From Russia with Love. I'm kind of appreciative of him not jumping to every location in comparison <laughs> to this movie doing what it's doing. So, so you, your advice to Roger Moore would be take more airplanes. My advice would be stop, stop doing, stop, stop, just stop, just stop, just stop well, doing these movies. Well, well, you, bad you news, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, you motherfuckers should have quit and given this shit to Pierce Brosnan when he wanted it, or Timothy Dalton sooner. I don't know. Oh, we still have two more movies. Fortunately, I'm hoping so badly that A View to a Kill is is as good as I remember. Uh, me too, because I don't want to have to sit through another shit shit show. I feel like, I mean, we got Octopussy to watch, so. <laughs> you might be sitting through one more. And I think that that's our next one, I believe, right? Because we've... No, it is not. What's the next one? The next one is Diamonds Are Forever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have the Sean Connery one left. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I apologize. I'm bad at my job. Yeah, Mr. Hostman. Oh, God. I need to put a list of these somewhere. The, in in the reality, this would have I don't I don't know how I let you talk me into this ordering at all because this is confusing <laughs> to me. This is this is the worst sequencing process in my mind. I, I feel like this sequencing process actually like gives us a chance to fairly judge these movies because maybe if because if, if we were watching these in chronological order and I had to sit through all these fucking Roger War movies back to back <laughs> to back uh-huh yeah like, okay I, I can I can see that I see I smell what you're cooking yeah yeah hmm all right well there's your list ladies and gentlemen in the order that was said before except for your eyes only is number 20 it's easy enough easy peasy Oh, well, Sergio, thanks so much for joining me on this one. And I'm sorry, folks, if this runs a little shorter than normal, because this one just was it was just kind of boring. Yeah, 
and yeah. not not interesting to to look up anything for after watching it. I wasn't like, oh, how did they do this scene or how did they? What is the production of it? Like, just nothing was in. I was so ready for this movie to be over as fast as possible. That yeah yeah, how they stretch this shit to two hours is beyond me, man. Yeah, in, in kind of in retrospect, yeah, how, I. I'm kind of actually wondering, like, how did they get two hours out of this movie? Uh, <laughs> well, thanks so much again, Sergio, for being here. And if you guys ever get a chance, stop by and listen to Shellheads, where you get to hear Sergio and Jeff Hubbard talk about Ninja Turtles. It's pretty good. And check out Reality Breach, the main thread. Our, 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 uh, what's it? parent our flagship show yeah the flagship show sorry we're not we're just not good at our jobs or at least i'm not i'll speak for myself i'm not as good at my job <laughs> go listen to reality breached i host that one yeah yeah that that he hosts that one and if you get a chance check out Brittany sego she does streaming stuff <laughs> on twitch yeah, she did. The name of the the username is Brit to the knee. Oh, okay, a little Skyrim joke there, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, like an arrow to the knee. Right. Uh huh. Maybe. I I wonder if that's what she got that from. I I'll don't. I don't her. think so. Oh, I see. Uh, Dead Scene Kids, right? Yeah, they're coming back. They're coming. They're they're, they're back. Doing, they're doing they, another they, tour. Yeah, they uh they they've released two episodes in two weeks. Yay! They're on a roll. Way to go, guys. Get them, Alden. And a belated happy birthday to Alden Kirkland, by the way, from the Debriefing Cocktails team. <laughs> and lastly, uh, as always, trying to remember this guy, a shout out to Clarence Brown and his discussing line of things. He he discusses so much, I just I can't keep up anymore. It's, he's he's above my pay grade. <laughs> it's the discussing network where they yeah. talk about J- Trek, they talk about comics, they talk about Doctor Who. It's like the Cartoon Network, but discussing network. Yeah, that's how I have to remember it now, I guess. Anyway, catch us next time. Thanks so much for stopping by and sharing your time with us just a little bit. And we can't wait to do this again with hopefully a little more vigor. Or at least a better movie. God willing. Debriefing and cocktail. You are listening to Keep the Hip, Q Not, and Break a Rock. for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. 
That's right. It's the podcast Discussing Who, exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at DiscussingWho.com.